Hello, kings, queens, and everyone in between. Welcome to a, another episode of Coming Out with Kamoza. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Catherine. Uh, please take some time, introduce yourself. Uh, what personal pronouns do you prefer? And uh, how do you identify? So thank you for having me. It's really great. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm Catherine. Um, I go by she, her, and I identify as bisexual. Great, great. I love that. Um, welcome, of course. Uh, so let's just jump right in the deep end. I know I love to say that. Uh, but why don't we start with your uh, coming out story? Okay. <laughs> Get comfy. Um, Big one. Um, so I grew up in a very conservative area, and you know it's one of those stories, right? How many of us come from that background? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was made very obvious in my family that uh, being different was not okay. Um, that any kind of you know, like I, you know, any any sort of leaning in that direction was like. I mean, my family used to make jokes about LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. They didn't know they were laughing at me. Um, so I never really explored this aspect of myself until much, much later. The catalyst for me doing this uh-huh. was actually going through postpartum depression. Oh, wow. And yeah. Um, so after my son was born, I had this and I had to be hospitalized for it. And after the hospitalization, I went through group therapy. And during that time, uh, one of the uh, therapists asked a question um, that was very powerful and I answered it in such a way that her response to me was, wow, you just took your power back. And from that moment, like anything that I ever wanted to be possible, like refused to be repressed anymore. Like anything that I needed to explore about my personality, myself, like it would not be kept down anymore. Um, And I think the reason I kept it down is because like people used to tease me a lot. I never dated a whole heck of a lot in school, you know, like, you know, from fifth grade, I guess you're supposed to be dating. Um, I I didn't get that memo. Yeah. So people used (laughs) to tease me about being a lesbian. And so, like I said, I grew up in a conservative area. That was the last thing you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not any part of this and blah, blah, blah. Um, And it's really sad to me, actually. Fast forward back to the now. Um, so I started kind of exploring, like, well, what does this mean to me? Like, I'm obviously attracted to men. I'm married to a man, but I'm also attracted to women. And, like, for a long time, I thought that part of me was, like, really shameful. How many of us have experienced that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I wasn't supposed to do that. Like, I, there was something wrong with me. Like, like, why am I looking at people, this, you know, like, why am I looking at women the same way I look at men, you know? Yeah. Um, and so as I started to explore this, I was like, okay, this is not wrong. It's not shameful. It's all right. You know, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything weird. It doesn't mean like you're cheating or, you know, like all these things that run through your head when you're like, oh my gosh, I have this feeling and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I started to reach out to different groups and there was one in my area And they had a group for by women who either are or were married. Um, And then it gets very sad because it was a great group. But the leader of the group, who was one of the counselors, so in a position of power, Mm -hmm. used her position for a lot of like by erasure. And what she said, literally her words were like, there are no truly bisexual people. It's just a stepping stone to lesbianism because we were all a group of women. So oh, um, wow. she's like, that is how you will identify. It's going to happen. You know, you might as well just roll with it. And like, because that's what happened to her. So of course that's what's going to happen to everybody. Right. Right. Um, yeah, because I find that that happens a lot in the community. And it's like, if you can't even be accepted by your own community, how am I going to ask for acceptance from other people? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I definitely... I never went back to that group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, going to say... It has a lot of problems. 
it, I have heard a lot of, you know, in the past, even nowadays, a lot of people uh, associating bisexualism, bisexualism with a stepping stone to, uh, you know, landing on one side of the spectrum or another. And I, I agree that's not something that's really factual. I think, again, sexuality is a spectrum and it, it's dependent upon where you land on it. And it is unfortunate that you had to, you know, be part of this woman's personal experience that she was trying to push on into to others, you know, trying to say, this is what I experienced. So obviously this is what you're going to experience as well. Yeah, I, I just was such a horrible experience because unfortunately, you know, at the time, because of the postpartum depression, like my husband and I were at odds and mm -hmm. we were, you know, kind of figuring out where we were going to go. And so, of course, like, you know, if I was angry with him, I wasn't wanting to be with him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what if she's right? What am I am really becoming a lesbian? Mm -hmm. And I can't be the person that I signed up to be for him. And so we ended up actually divorcing because I thought it was the only honorable thing to do. Mm -hmm. I had to let him go so that he could find somebody else who could be what he needed her to be. Right. Yeah. Really thought that. Because when you are, like... Like I said, I had never explored this in my life because I was never allowed to. Mm -hmm. um, and when you are that lost and someone says, this is the way, and Orient fans out there, um, you know, you will believe anybody. Yes. Yeah. I'm not that person now, but I was that person then. And I needed somebody to say, look this is how it is. And this was a lot of people's experience. Unfortunately, there were a lot of women in that group mm -hmm. who that was their experience. Mm -hmm. And I get it, mm -hmm. but it isn't a good experience for everybody. I absolutely it's agree. Really bisexual. Yeah. And so, you know, this took a long time. My, my husband and I ultimately did reconcile. We were back together. Yay. Um, and he has accepted me for who I am. And, you know, we kind of, you know, I've chosen to be in a relationship with him. and But, you know, my other favorite thing is just because I'm with a man, it doesn't make me straight. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, <laughs> so, you know, there were, there were a lot of hiccups and bumps along the way um, to me coming out. Um, a lot of people accepted it. Some people just couldn't even. Um, and that's, that's more on them than on me. And yeah. so I've just kind of slowly learn to run with it. I, I definitely love that. And I I, uh, I can identify with going through hard times with family. Uh, and then, you know, feeling that shame inherently. I also, uh, you know, in my younger years, my family, parts of my family were not the most accepting uh, of the queer community. And I had another family member who was more or less out. Um, and it created so much distress within the household that it it, it really changed my uh, perception of them, for one, um, and then of how I should be presenting or who I should be uh, moving forward. And that is really unfortunate when stuff like that happens to our community because we, you know, truly just want to be our authentic selves. But when we're in an environment where it's very conservative and very anti-queer, um, it's it's really hard to reconcile what we want with our future until we're really able to come out and live that truth, unapologetic to what anyone else thinks about us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But I was, there was more just kind of a, whew, yeah. <laughs> the ending of the story. Yes. All right, <laughs> it worked great. out, but it was a long road. Um, so we did touch a little bit about how uh, some of the people around you uh, reacted to it, but your overall experience, how would you feel like the people closest to you reacted when you let them know that you were bisexual? People were okay with it, Love it. Um, until things started to unravel to the point to where, like, I thought I was a lesbian, which mm -hmm. I have nothing wrong with being lesbian. It would have been fine if I had gone that way. I don't want people to think that I'm down on that, but um, 
I actually started, um, I guess I came out twice, um, you know, first as a bisexual and then I was like, no, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to actually be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of came out to people as like, you know, like I would tell them like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to divorce my husband because I'm gay or, you know, I'm lesbian. And my mother is one of those people who was like, sin or hate the sin response. Mm. She actually said that. Oh. And I was like, all right, at least you're not totally flipping out. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't really the acceptance I was hoping for, but you're not disowning me. So, yay. Yeah. Um, Small victories. I, My dad just kind of ignored it. He kind of, like, didn't want that to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and I really don't talk about that. Like, I don't really... I don't really talk about my sexuality with a whole lot of people anyway. Right. right. Um, but of course I had to tell people why things were going down the way they were. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to sort of come out that way. Um, and nothing wrong with lesbianism. Love them. Yes. But it wasn't me. So it was like, it was just a very confusing time in my life. And so I think the people closest to me didn't really know how to react because I didn't even know who I really was or what I really was. And it felt so fake to say it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but then like, I kind of feel like guys, but I like, women, you know, it, it was just also confusing. Yeah, and definitely. Sometimes and I just didn't know really what to say to people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's yeah. another reason why that I I'm, I'm very happy doing this type of podcast because, um, you know, a lot of people only have very limited exposure to uh, certain facets of the queer community. And uh, unfortunately, there are still people out there that have the mindset of their individualized experience is the experience of the entire community. Uh, So I love the fact that I'm able to talk to everyone on this spectrum so that they can give their personal accounts and let them know, like, just because someone is saying you are some kind of way, doesn't mean you are. You're going to know what you are fundamentally, and you shouldn't let someone else tell you what you are, you know? It's something I tell my kids, actually, now. I'm like, you know, it's not for me to tell you who you are. It's for you to tell me who you are. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, You know, one of my kids is, you know, currently feeling like they are you know, gender fluid and they're working with like the they, them pronouns and, you know, and we're trying to respect them for that. And, that. you know, it's like, I'm not sure about the other one yet, mm-hmm. but, you know, and, and it's just interesting to watch them become the people they're going to be without my interference. You yeah. know, it's just like, you tell me, you know, mm-hmm. who are you to you? Now you tell me like what you're all about. I absolutely love that. And, you know, when the day comes when I finally have experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I absolutely love that. When, uh, um, when I finally do have children, that will 100% be my go to like, I'm not going to push any type of uh, normative ideas on you. Of course, we're going to learn the basics of ethics and morals, but sexuality, your spectrum, how you identify that is completely at your discretion and you're going to learn that as you grow you know so i i love hearing that exactly. that is your parents parenting style now that's just fantastic um so with yeah, with all of just, i'm sorry it's just you know it's because of all of my experiences of being put in you know you know x y or z box that it's just you know, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do growing up. I was supposed to get married to a man and have children. Mm-hmm. That was all that was expected of me. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really explore who I was, really. And mm-hmm. for any kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Particularly not mine. And I, I just, yeah, absolutely. Who are you? You tell me. And we'll run with it. Yes. <laughs> so. Love that. Love it. Um, so with all of that being said, I know we've talked on uh, a couple of points that maybe weren't the most ideal for your coming out experience, but if you had to pick uh, just one thing that you would change about your coming out experience, what, what do you feel like that would be? Goodness. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, one thing to change. Um, yeah. I kind of wish I had been a strong enough person to realize that like, no, there really are bisexual people, and I don't have to listen to this nonsense. Um, I can walk away from this group without being totally sucked in by it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
I too have not gone through the divorce, but things happen the way they do and we all learn from it. Yeah. 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 If I could change one thing, I wish I had been just a little bit more informed, a little bit stronger, at least strong enough to say, look, you know, this is your personal opinion. This is your experience. This is not my experience. I am here. I exist. And I am absolutely who I say I am. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And, you know, uh, things, at least when I came out of the closet, they were much different. Resources were much harder to come across for the queer community. Um, You know, libraries had limited uh, exposure to the queer community. Uh, Dial-up was just invented when I was really coming into my sexuality. So, (laughs) Uh, you know, every the thing, our resources weren't as openly available. So it was much harder to, you know, find that support group. Uh, Did I lose you? I I can still hear the sound. Yeah. Perfect. so how how do you feel like your personal relationships uh, changed after you came out of the closet? Other than the ultimate, you know, unfortunate divorce. Yeah. Um, I was estranged from some people and other people came into my life who were really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some place where I found that one counseling group, I also found a really great sisterhood. So, um, just I started to get to know some new people. And I mean, ultimately, I was able to reconcile with a few people, but you know, some of them are still pretty standoffish. They just don't know what to do with people sometimes. Yeah. They're like, are you looking at me? Are you like attracted to me? I'm like, no. Because I like both, you know, all genders, including non-binary people, doesn't mean that I am attracted to every person. Like, are you attracted to every man you see now? Right. It just, <laughs> wow. So some people just don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. After all of that. And then the other people are very open and welcoming. Absolutely. I know I, I also dealt with some of that when I came out of the closet. Like, I had a, fr- a friend of mine that we had been friends for a while, and all of a sudden I came out of the closet, and he was like, oh, you're attracted to me, and you want to be with me, and that's why we're always hanging out. And I'm like, I find more attraction in that brick over there than I find in you, sir. I thought we were friends, and this is really weird now. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I, happened to you, but yeah, it's it's common. Yeah, and you, I am hopeful that you know the more exposure that the community gets, the less that we're going to see things like that happening. Like people will understand and really uh, be able to reconcile their own emotions compared to someone else's emotions and what they're projecting. Instead of just seeing like this person came out as this, so obviously it's about me, like stepping outside of themselves and really understanding the world that is surrounding them and being mindful of the emotions that were present before and will be present after. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like uh, coming out has provided any opportunities for your adult life that you would not have otherwise had? Probably not really. Um... You know, it finally settled on the, you know, bisexuality. Um, it, you know, just, I, who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't really think about it on a day-to-day basis. Um, I do identify that way. And I am married to a man. Um, I am kind of straight passing. So, if anything, I feel like I have the opportunities that I would have had as a straight person. Um, and I realize that makes it very hard for people who like, you know, are gay and lesbian and, and stuff like that. Like I realize that people have been discriminatory and I feel bad for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't personally feel like it's affected me that much. Okay. Uh, you know, and that I feel like it, not having it affect your personal life. I feel like I know that 
a lot of people's idea is they want to come out and they want, uh, you know, that to be recognized and some sort of uh, at least a head tilt to that part of their being. And I feel like that's human nature to really want to uh, have that be accepted everywhere. Uh, and I feel like that's fair to ask for. But at the same time, realizing that we are all human beings and we're all moving through this world and not having any negative or positive uh, outcomes associated with the sexuality isn't necessarily a bad thing either. Just being completely neutral in the uh, state of being, of being bisexual in your case, um, really shows that we're not seeing an influx of discriminatory actions against bisexual people, uh, at least not as much anymore, especially the states that we are currently living in. I know some within the United States, we still see a lot of, uh, you know, legislation that is not good. But uh, I think, I feel like personally, moving forward, we're, we're, we're really getting to a place where it's becoming more and more accepted, and there's more protections throughout the, uh, you know, community. Yeah, I mean, and to speak to that again, like I am very selective about whom I tell. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with a lot of very religious people, and so I typically don't tell them. So maybe, you know, maybe that had an effect on it. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things like, has it affected my opportunities? Has it not? I don't know because there are people I choose to tell and people I don't. Um, sometimes I just don't think it's anyone's business. That's you know, fair. Like, yeah. Unless I'm trying to date that person, um, you know, it doesn't really affect the people I work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely yeah. feel, uh, understand that. Um, I'm very uh, verbose, so it doesn't take long for someone to recognize. <laughs> um, but you, you mentioned, you know, you work with a lot of religious people. Uh, or you're in communication with a lot of religious people. Do you find yourself uh, to be a very religious person? <laughs> um, I have my own spiritual path, but religious, no. Okay. All right. It used to kind of be, but I sort of moved away from that. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I was going to ask if you saw... And the whole thing kind of bums me out. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, just like... You know, like really uber religious groups and things like that that like really aren't accepting of people as they are, you know, in their own skin and just like, so, well, you have to be this way or God hates you. I'm like, wow, hey, okay, um, I'm gonna walk away from you now. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like who hasn't experienced that, right? Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, I don't mean to laugh about it because it is a serious situation, you know, and I feel like it is pretty damaging to the people that go through it. I myself have experienced, uh, you know, having to uh, sit through a religious person telling me that what I am is not okay in the eyes of their belief. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it. that's another thing that I really that's something that I really want for our future to change. And I know that, uh, you know, in the last several years, I've seen an influx of churches being more welcoming and accepting of, um, you know, the LGBTQI plus community, queer community, um, and even some churches specifically for the queer community. And I think that's really great, but uh, we do still have a good number of people that are like very, very open about, not being LGBT in their churches and how it's a sin. I watched this video of this pastor telling their flock to take their children to conversion therapy, and I was blown away. I was like, there's no way this could be 2021. And uh, lo and behold, it was like June, the beginning of June, and this pastor in Louisiana, I believe it was, was preaching this to a room full of people is crazy. And, you know, I don't mean to pick out the Christian faith because it is across the board on a lot of faiths. Uh, we see discrimination, for lack of better words, of that nature. And uh, I, I really feel like the exposure that we put out there is really changing the congregation's perspective. And, you know, the congregation is really what matters when it comes to religion, because the 
pastor or the preacher can preach all they want and interpret the whatever book they're reading from all they want. But at the end of the day, the congregation is really the the body of the religion. And that's what is going to, you know, make or break or uh, become accepting or not of a certain demographic of people. Sure. You want to know something funny? Yeah. Um, when I lived in Seattle, uh, I met a friend who was like, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it condemn homosexuality. Correct. And everybody chooses that one verse where it says, you shall not lie with a man as you would with a woman. And I was like, well, and he was like, yeah, um, no problem, because that's impossible. Mm -hmm. Have the same part. <laughs> but like, you get it? Like, yeah. it's like there is no, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a stretch, right? But it's kind of funny because, you know, literally nowhere does it say anything about like you can't be gay. Right. And, you know, I've seen I've seen some stuff because I believe it is a Leviticus uh, uh, passage that says that yeah. was interpreted that way. But the original uh, translation was like man shall not lay with beast or man shall not lay with child. It was one of those yeah. two. And I'm like, how did we get to man shall not lay with man? But that circles me back around to. We're also interpreting a book that was written by a man, rewritten by a man, rewritten by a man, rewritten by a man. And each time it's very the language that is now dead, that nobody mm. speaks, that nobody really, really for sure knows that, you know, it, you can see whatever you want to see in it. Exactly. And, you know, at certain parts of the Bible, you can see where maybe whoever was doing that writing at the time was putting in something that was very specific to their demographic of people. And they were using that to gain some sort of traction and leadership. Uh, so I, I, I take all of that into account. And I said this on another episode, but I feel like the biggest takeaway from religious texts in general is compassion and mindfulness and understanding each other as basic human beings and our basic emotional needs. And I think that's where religion should really be focusing on instead of like pointing out what's wrong and what we shouldn't be doing and condemning those to some nether world that is just terrible. Just really focusing on the fact that we should be compassionate to one another, one and another uh, while we're here on earth. <laughs> You know, it's like more connectedness and compassion and the understanding that like you're a part of me, I am part of you. We're all, you know, we're rowing the same boat here, you know, and mm -hmm. absolutely, yes, we are all on the ark. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. So do you think give me one second here? All right. Uh, so I know that you mentioned your place of employment. I don't mean the segue uh, from religion too, too far, but you also mentioned that your place of employment, you don't really speak much about, you know, being out or uh, being bisexual. Uh, for those that are in your, that you do work with and are aware of it, do you feel like that has changed any relationships there? Um reasons I actually don't work anymore mm. um really didn't talk about it to too many people okay um it at work at least it didn't really have an impact I don't recall telling anybody mm -hmm. um I mean I was Facebook friends with a lot of the people I used to work with so I mean if they looked at my Facebook they could probably pretty well figure it out yeah and they haven't walked away so I think they're okay with it but um you know, maybe the one or two people that I did choose to tell were pretty open about it, you know, themselves and didn't mind. So it didn't really change a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely love that. That is great to hear that the, you know, the, it was a type of capacity where it was there, but it wasn't something that you necessarily had to be like, here's this and take that information. But it was more of a, this is who I am. I don't feel the need to uh, you know, communicate that, and you see it on my social network, and you accept it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, any questions about me could probably be answered by looking at my Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, are you this? I don't know. Have I posted about it lately? Probably. Right. 
Let me check my bio real fast. <laughs> you know, I've got to be honest with you. I am the worst on certain things. And one of them is dates. And it's to the extent where I have to ask uh, my partner. I'm like, how old are you again? Because I definitely remember I'm a year younger. I won't forget that. Uh, <laughs> but the year totally out the window. I always forget my age for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> let's uh, let's go on to uh, a real hard-hitting question and one that I'm very passionate about. So in our tenuous political climate right now, what do you think the future has in store for the queer community? <laughs> it really depends on if you know, the more liberal side can hold on to things or if we end up going down the conservative tubes again. Mm -hmm. um, what scares me is the Supreme Court right now, honestly. Yeah. Um, unless we can get a, one or two more people who are on our side into the court system, um, we're likely to see, you know, a lot more of these ridiculous um, anti-LGBTQ plus people, um, you know, uh, bills getting through and not being shot down for the unconstitutional piece of crud that they are. And it's, just, it's, it's scary in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, you see all these bills aimed at trans people right now and like, I'm like, my sister is trans. Give me a break. Come on. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to see anything happen to her, and I don't want to see anything happen to anybody really in the community. Yeah, um, we've yeah. finally come this far to where, like, you know, the country recognizes that, or at least most of the country recognizes that we have no right right to legislate who we love. You know, mm -hmm. um, I didn't think that was ever going to get passed in my lifetime, and I'm glad it did. So we'll see, right? Um, yeah. Scary right now. It, it is very like and full of hate, and they're directing it in every way. Yeah, and you know, I've got to be honest. So I know. Uh, so recent events: uh, the last uh, Supreme Court justice was Amy, that was sworn in, and that was under the Trump administration. And I was nervous. She is a hundred percent a Bible wielding conservative. Um, and after looking, mm -hmm. after looking into her trial and her appointees discussing with her um, and seeing how she voted on her first, what well, I don't even remember it, but she voted in a way that was constitutional. She did not follow the backing of what a, in my opinion, conservative person would have voted for. She went with how the constitution would have been interpreted in that specific manner. And I went, okay, I can respect that. Um, but now we're seeing states bring, trying to bring things to the Supreme Court that honestly, in my opinion, have no business. I just read online that Roe versus Wade, what was it, Missouri or Mississippi, one of those uh, states, just try, is trying to bring it to the Supreme Court floor to overturn Roe versus Wade. And I'm like, we are not in the 1920s or the 1950s. Or that, wh how, why? <laughs> Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of scary to be a woman in this country right now. Unfortunately, yeah. I just, it's mind blowing to me uh, that that's even still up for debate. You know, that's something that, I'm, it's mind blowing to me that that is something that can be brought to the Supreme Court floor. I just do not understand it at all. So, uh, and I am really hoping that, you know, we don't see more anti-queer legislation trying to make its way to the Supreme Court floor. And I pray uh, that the right to our marriage does not make it to the Supreme Court floor again as well. Um, that's something that a lot of people in the queer community have worked very hard for, blood, sweat, and tears. They were out in droves protesting. They were out in droves collecting signatures. Legal work, right and left. And it would just be 
devastating to see a state try to bring that back up as an un unconstitutional issue. And I, I'm, I definitely agree with you. I, I'm a little bit scared uh, seeing the push that we are seeing for some of the legislation that's currently out there. Uh, and, but I am very hopeful, uh, since we still hold the majority, uh, that we're able to stop some of it and maybe pass some more legislation that is uh, allowing more protections for especially the trans community, because that is a really big issue right now as well. Well, especially like queer youth, um, what does make me hopeful is that a lot of places that you wouldn't think they would vote this way are saying that, you know, they're going to ban conversion therapy, thank goodness, um, and they're going to, you know, start looking at uh, not doing those things to kids and not, you know, not forcing it on them, not forcing the parents to put their kids through that. And like, that makes me hopeful. Um, you know, it's things that are hopeful and there are things that are scary. Yes. Uh, and you know, I, I say it every episode, the best thing we can do is really reach out to our senators, reach out to our elected leaders, email them, phone call them. If you don't like them, send them a little love letter saying, I don't like you, don't vote for this. <laughs> um, but really, like making your voice heard with our elected officials is so important uh, nowadays to make sure that, you know, they understand that we as the people do not want these damaging legislation passed. For sure. Um, so I know you mentioned your, uh, your child, uh, did you come out to your, uh, child or was, or is that more of a discussion that's kind of maybe not yet? Um, the other one knows because, um, they actually, it was so great. Um, actually chose me as the first person to come out to themselves. Oh, I love that. And I was really, really honored and humbled by that. It still makes me a little like teary, like, oh, they chose me. I love that. Um, so they came out to me one way at first, and then they kind of realized, like, no, I'm, you know, I'm this or this. Um, and it's so funny trying, like, like, I, person, a child of the 80s, I'm still grappling with like gender fluidity and things like that. So I'm trying not to like reveal this person's birth gender mm -hmm. in the way that I talk. So if I sound like I'm tripping over my words, I am. Um, it's still <laughs> taking me a little bit of time to get used to that. Um, anyway, so they came out to me as one thing first and then, you know, as another, and you know, as they've been developing, they kind of go, okay, you know, I think I'm, I'm finally going to settle on this and I don't want to like out them myself. Mm -hmm. for them to do um love that but in in speaking with them um sort of explained my own experiences and you know what i am and that you know i'm, I'm very proud of and that you know i'm honored that they chose me to talk to um that they felt they could mm -hmm. um so you know it was just it was for us, it was a really beautiful conversation, and I'm I'm glad that they had that. Mm -hmm. It would not have been a beautiful conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, again, you try to make things better for your kids. For my other child, it's not really something we've touched on yet. They're not quite old enough mm -hmm. um, to really understand those things and what that means. Right. Um, yeah and so that, one of them is aware and one of them is kind of like i'm just not there yet okay yeah that yeah. conversation another time absolutely yeah and i i 100 respect that um and it, i love to hear that they uh felt comfortable enough to come out to you first that is beautiful i love it 100 percent uh, I wish everyone's children had that same level of comfort and that same level of, uh, you know, want and need to have that communication, that relationship with their parents, because it's very important. Um, and it is very beautiful. It so would I'm break happy. my heart. 
you know, when people don't have a good experience or they unhome their children because of who they are? Like, what kind of nonsense is that? Wild. That is wild to me. Wild, wild west, crazy. I could not look into the eyes of my child and turn them away from our home because they're different. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I couldn't even begin to try to imagine what uh, you know those people are thinking when they do do that. I and I do always try to come from a place know. of understanding, but in those situations, I don't. <laughs> I have no understanding on how someone could see that and say leave. You know. <laughs> uh, but so dangerous out on the street. Why would you like this yeah. is your child? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's uh, a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you, yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, don't even get me started on that. I've actually told my kids, like, if you know anybody who is being kicked out of their home, like, if any of your friends are being kicked out of their home, mm-hmm. you know, when I roll up in the pickup line for school, just tell me we're bringing somebody else home. Like, <laughs> bring them to our house. Like, Love that. I stand the thought of, you know, yeah, maybe they're teens, but. There's still children yes. on the street, yeah. like especially in teenage years. Yeah, no, and um, especially in teenagers, that's some of the you, most important. You really cannot unhome a child. Um, yeah. You are responsible for them, and people who shirk that responsibility because they aren't who you thought they should be, like again, a whole other podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I told them I'm like, just text me and say, you know what, we're picking up one more today. Okay, great. Yeah. And, you know, that's fantastic. I absolutely love that. I think, you know, the the queer youth is very, uh, you know, it's very hard. It's very challenging having them come to terms with Mm -hmm. the type of person they are and uh, really not having a lot of exposure in mainstream media. We see it more nowadays, but it's nowhere near like the heteronormative narrative that we see on almost every other sitcom, you know. Um, but having that support and having that support for kids that or children that aren't even your children is so wonderful. And I absolutely applaud you for that because that is something else. A lot of people would not be able to take something like that on. And it, I feel like it is important, especially in the teenage years when, uh, you know, emotions are high, hormones are out of control and they're experimenting and it's really easy to go down the wrong path, you know? It's like, how do you expect them to become productive members of society when you're just like kicking them around? It it just, it, it grates at my soul. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, having had the experience I had and just like, okay, I need to keep quiet or this might happen to me, you know, kind of thing. Like, I don't think my parents would have really kicked me out, but I don't know what they would have, you know, I don't know what everybody's reaction would have been. It, it just, um, it was just a hard time to realize that, like, you know, this is what I am, but I don't think people are going to like it. So I'm just going to keep quiet, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and my kids to know that they don't have to keep quiet. Love that. I absolutely love that. Here and, to listen. You know, you mentioned uh, earlier on on this question that, um, you you know, you're trying to make sure you're being conscious of uh, not misgendering them after they've expressed the gender that they uh, want, would like to be identified and what they identify with. Uh, and I think that's fantastic. And I ju- do want to also let you know, like, you said that, you know, it sounds like uh, you may be stumbling over that. And that's not out of the norm either. Um, I think it's when someone introduces their gender identity to someone else, there will always be a time where, you know, there's an adjustment where I've called this person uh, dude or man for 20 years. Uh, and they come to me and they let me know I'm I'm non-binary or I'm gender fluid or I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna be female. Uh, it 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 would take me some time and I would have to be cognizant of it too, just as you are very very well being. But uh, I wouldn't feel bad about it. And showing that you're trying and showing that you're making the effort to remember this and make sure you're not misgendering them is just so wonderful as well. And that is something fantastic. I wanted to thank you for that as well. Have misgendered people before. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like such a jerk. Cause I, I did, I am. Um, so someone who uh, identified as female when I met them, um, 
you know, I hadn't seen them for a while and now they're using they them. And I was just like, I was really confused at first because I hadn't heard this. And like, um, I, I was like, we were talking about something. I was like, oh girl. And then I, and then I realized later, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just called, I was like, hey girl. And, and I was like, oh, you're, you're they them and you're gender fluid. And I, I completely whiffed that and I feel really bad. So it's just, I think it's a matter of just, for people we meet one way and then they change it's a little bit more difficult than meeting new people like if someone comes up to me and says hey my name is steve i'm not going to be like oh isn't it susie like no you're introducing yourself to me for the first time this is your name and that's who you are okay that's easy um yeah. Yeah. But, you know like for people who you've known either for a long time or you know kind of like you said um you know if they come to you later it's like oh okay i have to I have to readjust my thinking. It's going to take me a hot minute, but I will get it. I promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I, I feel like we'll dodge new tricks, right? Yes, absolutely. And you know, I feel like even, even when those mistakes happen, um, they're not ideal for the person that has, you know, expressed this. But I feel like there's a level of understanding, especially when you show that you're trying. You know, you're really making an effort to um, make sure you are gendering them and you were talking about them and with them about how they identify and how they would like to be uh, represented. And I think the fact that, you know, you're making that effort is leaps and bounds over making a mistake here and there, at least in my opinion. Again, this is a personal opinion. Um, and some of the uh, gender fluid people I've, you know, had the pleasure of knowing have, uh, you know, expressed the same sentiment to me there i'm sure there may be people out there that are like nope never misgender me ever again i'm really sorry i don't mean to offend those people at all uh but it it, it is a learning curve for um you know anyone that they they tell that is close to who they uh were when they were representing as the uh prior gender yeah yeah uh, so with everything we've gone over today uh, and everything that you've lived through and everything that you know and everything that you've seen, what do you think the future has in store for uh, the LGBTQI plus community? The overall outlook is good. I feel like as a society, we are definitely changing in a way that is, you know, forward moving. Um, at least in the eyes of some people, I guess that is kind of a personal opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so like you mentioned earlier that um, when we were younger, you know, there weren't a whole lot of resources and things available. I think that for the younger generation now, that will be different. Um, you know, whatever materials were in the library were like hush-hush and hidden away. And I, I feel like that is more available and more um, full. Mm -hmm. um, I would hope for the community, again, I touched on a lot of bi erasure, and I haven't seen that move forward. Um, I don't know. I honestly, from my experience previously um, with bi erasure and how, how sour that experience was, I really haven't participated in a lot of like pride events or anything like that because I honestly did not feel welcome there. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that will change if it hasn't already and I just haven't seen it because I haven't been there. Mm -hmm. um, it would be nice to feel like I could be more active in the community without being judged by the community. Um, so I, it would be worth coming back to and you know trying to see you know has it moved forward. Um, yeah, I think overall for the LGBTQ plus community, we are moving forward in a way, you know, like people are recognizing trans rights and um, gay and lesbian rights and, you know, non-binary and, and everybody. And if I miss anybody, I'm sorry. Um, with the queer community at large, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I, it's it's a generally positive forward moving feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, and, you know, un unfortunately, I, I do understand what you're saying um, about 
bisexual people having not the same feeling of acceptance within the community. Uh, I have heard, you know, people making comments here and there about it, you know, you're going to land on one side of the spectrum. And uh, in my past, I want to say, I'll prefix that with in my past, but recently I have seen uh, an increase of acceptance there and an increase of community there. And I'm, I'm really happy to see it. Um, of course, there are still going to be those that will have their own personalized opinion about uh, being bisexual, and that's theirs. The best we can do is educate it, but overall, I would say I definitely do see an increase of support within uh, the bisexual community with the rest of the queer community, and I absolutely love that. So I definitely encourage, uh, you know, if you have a community center close to you, involvement in there, and just uh, really showing that you have space here and you belong here and you are part of this whole thing we call life as a queer person because you do. And I I absolutely love that for you and for us and everyone involved. Maybe it's uh, worth coming back to. Yes. I, like I said, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been out for about 10 years now. So mm. it's, you know, it's worth revisiting. Yeah, because I miss people, and it's it is like I I have gone to a couple of pride events, and it's such a joyous place, you know. Like despite some of the you know feelings towards bi people in general, um, all it just feels like this is gonna sound really really chintzy, but like it feels like a big hug. It feels like a yes, you do belong here and you can be this way. So, you know, it's worth revisiting for sure. Yes, I absolutely agree. I love it. Uh, and I say, I tell all of my close friends and those that I interact with uh, periodically, like there's always room at my table for every single member of the community. It doesn't matter your race, your ethnicity, your gender, your uh, sexual orientation, how you identify, all that matters is that you are fundamentally a good person. You know, you have compassion, you want what is best for your fellow members of your community, you want what's best for humanity as a whole. And for that, there will always be a seat at my table. So with that said, we are drawing to the end. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, any favorite restaurants, podcasts, TV show, any projects you're working on? Uh, or anything else you want to chat about before we wrap up? This is my favorite podcast, James. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> and I did plug it on my Facebook to all my friends. Like I know uh, one of our mutual friends responded to it was like, hey, that's cool. Um, so I hope I hope it goes far and wide. Um, I think I think this is a really great idea. I think it's great to share, you know, everybody's stories, whether it was positive, whether it was less positive, whether it was, you know, um, you know, highlighting certain things within the community that could be changed, or you know, at large, you know, the things at large that could be changed. Um, I think this is really great. Well, thank you. And I'm I'm very glad that you're doing it and that you invited me to do it. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. And uh, definitely down the line, we'll have to do another episode together again. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thanks for tuning in, kings, queens, and everyone in between. Uh, I hope you enjoy your day and everything is sunshine and daisies from here. <laughs>